fact of the inevitability of this person's presence in the world today, in the life today. That inevitability is Ishwarizing the Nishangi. So this is a very different thing because see that helps one, this is all about uh, going past one's own judgment because the mind is always in a, in a dire category, good, bad, you know, always. And uh, so, and one applies it to everything, starting from a clump of grass to all the way to Bhagavan, good Bhagavan, bad Bhagavan. <laughs> yeah. So, like we have Durga, good Bhagavan? Yes. Kali, bad Bhagavan. <laughs> Even to Bhagavad, we have we have given our you know judgment. Yeah, Vishnu, good Bhagavad. Rudra, bad Bhagavad. <laughs> you know, so this this judgment goes all the way up to Bhagavad. And because of this, uh, there is uh, there there are many limitations, and those limitations have to do with uh, the nature of the mind always thinking in categories. And that is a big limitation to knowing Ishvara as everything. You know, it's a very big problem. And so this whole section, up till the whole, uh, you know, until we start chanting Bho Namaha, which comes a little later, uh, until that, sec uh, uh, this whole section is about seeing Bhagavan, uh, serves a twofold purpose. Seeing Bhagavan as the great condoner, the one who, who is ready to forgive, provided it is asked that atonement is there, the heart is open and uh, the wrongdoing is now going to be desisted and not repeatedly indulged in and one has seen the error of one's ways and Bhagavan is Sahamana and then that is the first purpose of this section and the second purpose is to Ishwarize the good bad, this, the mind, you know. Ishwarize the mind by Ishwarizing everything that I consider bad. Because it's easy to Ishwarize the good. It's already Ishwarized. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. So you can never think, you know, of, uh, of certain things in a bad way. Like you cannot say, you know, like uh, for example, a bad sunset. There is no such thing, you know. A bad flower. I mean, unless one is severely allergic to flowers. You know, there is no bad flower. So certain things you see, Bhagavan is very easy. Very easy. You know. And I think in uh, Christianity also they attempt this a little bit. Because after every church service they say, turn, turn to some stranger sitting next to you and see Christ in that person. I think that's what the whole, uh, you know, you have competition. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, and that is the whole point, is that, you know, you, 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 you look at, I mean, it's very difficult to relate to the stranger, first of all, or you look at the person and don't see the person, but see Bhagavan in that person, with, so that you suspend your judgment, I suppose that's the whole point. But here, it's the same thing, but we have an easier time, I believe, doing it, because the whole understanding of Ishvara is, always beyond this dyad. We don't have to, you know, we don't, we are not coming under the pressure to say God is all good. And so anything that bad happens, one is stuck with it. 
I mean, how to, you know, when Satan is born, that's how Satan is born, because God is all good. So if anything bad happens, you have to bring in another entity who is always fighting with Bhagavan and uh, delimiting Bhagavan. And how can you say Bhagavan is limitless? So this section is very, uh, you know, is, is very highly sophisticated because first we see Bhagavan as the condoner. And then second, we are able to see Bhagavan even in the most terrifying forms of, you know, people and entities, you know, and all these entities are being described as we speak. And uh, so the Nishandi, you know, the decapitator, the potential decapitator, you know, it's not that that fellow is Bhagavan, who, you know, I see the, in that inevitability of my path crossing this person, I'm able to appreciate Ishvara through and that, in and through that. So that is what is Bhagavanizing all these kinds of things and growing to an understanding of Ishvara that's very matured and free of subjectivity. So that is what the thing is. So Namo Nishangine, then Ishu, Ishu Dhimate. Ishu Dhimate means the one who has the issue, correct? Yeah. So, issue is what? We've, been, we've seen this arrow. Yeah. So, the one who is holding the arrow and Bhagavan himself was pictured in the first Anubhaka as holding the arrow. And here, it's a person, you know, who sees, you know, a big red dot, you know, where, exactly where you are standing. So, the person is, tar you are the target of this particular arrow. Correct? And so this person's arrow, meaning somebody who is in a, what is that called? An encroacher, an aggrandizer, without reason picks up the arrow, you know, terrorizer, so to speak. And so in that also, uh, you know, I see Bhagavan. Taskara is a, is a kind of a robber. Many robbers are described. Stena, and I told you this is also there in Bhagavad Gita. In the twelfth uh, verse of the third chapter, it comes. You know, istan bhogan hi vodevaha dasyante yatya bhavitaha apradayevya yo bhungte stena evasaha. So the one who keeps on, who is a conspicuous consumer, keeps on taking without giving back, is called a thief by Bhagavan Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita. Here also the thief is just, you know, taking from you. You know, meets you only to take something. <laughs> you know, doesn't give it back. <laughs> or give anything else back. No, but the thief has his own, her own defense. I am giving back. What are you giving back? I'm giving the person instant vairagya, dispassion for the very thing that I'm dispossessing them from. <laughs> that could be the thief's defense. But that's not good enough because who are you to give vairagya to another person, correct? You get vairagya, that itself is hard enough. Why should you worry about giving it to another person? You know, mind your own business, vairagya wise. So, so this is the very interesting. And so, Taskara is, is a person who is, you know, who, uh, uh, who looks very innocent. <laughs> you know. And when you're not looking, the hand goes to the purse or to the pocket. And then you look, <laughs> you know, 
Oh, that's Bhajan's look. And when you're not looking, when you're not looking nicely, you know, digests you of your property. So, Taskara and so, this Tesham Patihi, Taskarana Patihi, the one who is the lord of all of them, you know, in the form of relieving beings. Yeah. <laughs> beings that relieve, relieve you. Because before, you know, when you had money, you were anxious because, you know, you can't keep it in the bank, it's not safe. When you can't keep it at home, it's not safe. Where will you put it under the mattress? That's the first place everyone is going to look. Or you put it in the tin which has rice on floor and that's another place everybody will look. You know, that's the second place people will look. And so, you know, so then you were always, always anxious. You could sleep at night. Paskara comes. And gives instant shanti because now there is nothing to protect. Natato, Vijigupsate, you can say. So because Katopishan says, after this, you know, after this knowledge is understood, there is nothing to protect. Nakashti Gopayitu Michati, you know. <laughs> yeah, nothing to protect because one is, you know, free. And so here, you know, in a different way, nothing to protect. So the person is free. Yeah. So therefore, this is how one Ishwarizes the Taskara. You know, why this Taskara came into my life? Why only my possessions? Before also the same cry, why me? <laughs> and now the cry is no longer there. You know, in that why me, I have seen a truth. It's all Bhagavan and Bhagavan is, is here. And this is how it is, you know, unfolding. This is how it is going. And so, you know, Taskaraya Namaha, the Lord in the form of Taskara. So first I Ishwaraize the Taskara. And instead of Taskara, I see Ishwara. And then because they all end in Ara, Taskara, Ishwara, easy. And then, and then what? And then I see the truth of the law of karma, all these things that we have been talking about. And so, Tesham Patihi, Taskarana Patihi, meaning the one who is ready to provide, uh, condone, you know, these Taskaras and, uh, you know, if they atone, if they find, uh, what's that? If they find in their hearts to see what they are doing wrong, okay? Yeah. Then what? Mamo vanchate parivanchate stayunam pataye namaha. So two more kinds of themes are described. One is the simple vanchat. Vanchat means the depriver. <laughs> like the taskara. But a little more, uh, you know, polished than the taskara. And uh, this one, you know, the vanchat has a quality that, uh, you know, like the light. The lion supposedly, we don't know that, we have not gone and done an interview. I mean, but they say that the lion only kills when it is hungry, whereas the tiger kills for sport, right? Yeah, so they, they make the differentiation, you know. So, but uh, still, if, even if you are faced with a lion, you will run away because you don't know when it has had its last meal. <laughs> you can't say, oh, lion, it's okay. <laughs> you will still run, you know. And uh, so, so the one chat is like the lion, you know, occasionally cheats, you know, when uh, his or her bank balance is low 
and uh, you know some diwali deepavali festival is coming and uh, the children you know the, the vanchats babies want <laughs> want uh, gifts and uh, things like that other what happens then he or she will go and steal because you know so the vanchat is an occasional cheater you know as needed yeah you know not all the time as needed so there is some justice there because not cheating all the time kabhi kabhi cheater is called one jat you know like the lion you know, does not kill all the time kills only when it's hungry then you have the daddy of one jat called bari vanchat this is the bari paritaha you know paritaha means all around and is a professional cheat meaning cheats for a living right scares the living daylights of everyone so cheats for a living cheats all, all the time not once in a while so vanchat and parivanchat namo vanchate parivanchate and sayu the third kind of robber is described how many times there are think about it yeah sayu is a very you know Sati, the one stays in one place, meaning stays close to you like a confidant, like the person that you trust in your company, the person who knows all the passwords, the person who has all the keys, the person who has all the information, and pretends to be like the right hand of the of your right hand does everything right, and then what? Slowly, you know. Helps himself herself to to from money to information to everything. So this kind of a uh, what is that? The uh, and then by the time you wake up, the company belongs to them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like the story of the camel. Yeah, and uh, Muhammad. Muhammad the prophet was going on a, a some kind of a uh, whatever you know a little camel. Uh, journey and then he pitched a tent the desert gets very close cold at night and so he pitched a tent and lay down you know mohammed inside camel outside and then hardly one hour had passed the camel said my nose is so cold can i just put it in the tent okay sure my paws i don't know if they have paws my hooves are very cold can i just put my two front hooves in the tent And you know he started to he was irritated. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, fine," because his sleep was being disturbed. Next morning, Camel nicely, happily, warmly in the tent. Muhammad out of the tent. <laughs> Sayu, this is Sayu. Yeah. Pretends to not want anything. Pretends to be your right hand person. Knows all your passwords. Knows your social security number. Knows everything. Knows your identity. And then what? And then uses it against you, you know, when you are taking a small nap, literal or figurative. Ah, this is what it is. This is a star you, correct? And so here is an interesting thing. So one jat, pari one jat, star you. We have seen all these. We have seen these kinds, correct? So the identity thief is a star you. For example, you know, closely follows the person, shadows the person, and then steals the very thing that is close to them. Sayu and Vanchat Parivanchat, but interestingly, the Lord is also Vanchat and Parivanchat. 
in for the jiva the lord himself is vanchat and parivanchat now because bhagavan robs you of your peace of mind oh how bhagavan robs you because that's what because bhagavan has robbed you of atma samrajya your own swarajya your own you know kingdom of the self by bestowing upon the person being born this wonderful thing called ajnana <laughs> yeah so under the cover of ajnana bhagavan has as though stolen the happiness away from you so that life after life after life you are looking for happiness the peace of mind is occasionally stolen vanchat the happiness is professionally stolen because it's never there parivanchat and bhagavan stay close to you in your heart star you <laughs> robs you of of the very things robs you of himself really so very interesting so this vanchat parivanchat star you you can you know say it applies to the refrain that we read read about in the crime section of the newspaper but it also applies to bhagavan this is how to bhagavanize all this but really speaking we cannot ultimately deny your you know your happiness because that happiness that peace of mind is you it is bhagavan so the denial is as though but i can still be angry at bhagavan and say you vanchat you parivanchat and it becomes a prayer because my own frustration of not being able to enjoy the happiness which is my birthright i can take it out on bhagavan and call bhagavan names it becomes a prayer in our tradition it is not blasphemy at all very beautiful vanchate parivanchate sayunam patiye namaha so sayunam patihi again so these for these uh, vanchat parivanchat sayus all those who are there what happens to them he is the lord of all of them waiting to condone them if they are ready to you know if they are ready to correct their ways because they are going against dharma because he is in the form of manifesting the form of dharma few more kinds of robbers are परिचराय उंडो sanyasis they say that there are two vrittis vrittis means two kinds of lifestyles are uh, uh, what is that uh, are talked about and uh, one of them is to stay in one place it is called ajagara vritti 
constantly on the move, it's so tiring. But this is how they live. They are constantly on the run. And in a way, you know, this is, you know, this is, this is true of, you know, proverbially speaking, of everybody. Because one is constantly running away from the truth of oneself. The truth of oneself becomes a great threat and a great chastiser because it will not let me have my own way. And what is my own way? My own way. You know, however I want to do. Huh? It's not the way of Bhagavan, it's not the way of Dharma. I, I just want to be, you know, put loose, fancy, free, do whatever I want, whenever I want, you know. I hate discipline. And then Bhagavan in the form of the Niyavaka, the great discipliner is there in the form of my own conscience, which I don't want to hear. So there are certain, you know, gag mechanisms. So I gag that conscience and then I'm on the run. Nicheru, there is an inner Nicheru all the time. And so the Nicheru has stolen, I have my, the, niche, the inner Nicheru in me has stolen and the Parichara, both of them, have stolen the possibility of writing this situation. That is the booty. The ability to gain this self-knowledge and the ability to approach a teacher and be able to sit and listen and to make that a priority and a commitment in, in my life has been stolen. Yeah, by the inner Nicheru, who is a rebel. Yeah, who makes me constantly on the run. And always I'm, I cannot face myself. I'm running away myself, from myself. So then, two more robbers. Then third one, Aranyanam Patihi. So Aranyanam Patihi, somebody translated as, you know, frequently translated as Lord of the Forest. Yeah, Lord of, not just the forest, but Lord of those uh, kinds of robbers that abide in uh, lonely places, like, such as forests. That is what. So, when they are ready to give up their ways, like Valmiki we saw yesterday, Bhagavan is there to bless. So, Aranyanam, Pataye, Namaha. Namastrika vibhyo jighagum sadhyo mushnatam pataye namaha. So, uh, this one is very interesting. Srika means weapon. You know, Srika means unto those, namaha unto those who have weapons, who use weapons. And, you know, they use weapons, meaning they are always defensive, you know, and uh, they protect themselves through the having weapons. And what do they protect themselves from? From whoever they have stolen from, who is after them, <laughs> they need to protect themselves. And so, they are always with the Srika weapon. Srikavin is a name for Indra because he carries uh, Vajra. 
So this srika, you know, is, is a weapon. And so the one who is holding the weapon in a defensive mood is called srika vidya. Wrong page here. Srika vidya. And then jigham sat, you know, jigham sat is the one who has antum icha, you know, the one who has the desire to kill, you know, that is antumicha jighamsa, and that jighamsat is the one who, who is the who desires to kill. Uh, it, it, it's the name for the terrorist. That's the one. Because for no reason, just wants to kill. And uh, of course we rationalize it either because of some uh, problem or some ideology or something. There's always an excuse you can make. But really kills for no reason is bloodthirsty. So that is Jigam Sat. And then what was the first one? Srikavin. And then Jigam Sat. So both of these people, they are the offensive and defensive. Now we are moving on to armed robbers. Ah, armed robbers who first rob the peace of mind for so many people by doing the acts that are, you know, here we see the Lord in the terrorist. You see Bhagavan, the inevitability of the, uh, the karma bhala to unfold, the collective and individual to unfold in this particular manner. Mind you, this is not excusing the acts of terrorism. This is not excusing the terrorist. The, the terrorists will get their dues because they are uh, engaging in the abuse of free will. Correct? Ah, so the terrorist is not going to go scot-free. They are going to get their dues. But in the meantime, I have to see it as, see this, see Bhagavan in such acts, you know, and very difficult to do. And that is why we say, Ishvara is not logically arrived at. Cannot be. Ishvara is revealed through the Shastra and understood and assimilated. You cannot arrive at Ishvara logically and you cannot even intuit Ishvara, you know. Even if you are a Rishi, like Carl Jung came very close. So he first rejected the Christian uh, idea of God as all good and everything and made a very poignant statement because he was a psychologist and not an ordinary one, you know, just a very intuitive, wonderful very erudite and creative and a rishi. And so he said, how can there be a Lord called God that does not include the shadow? You know, where will the shadow go? If the Lord is all good and all bright and all, you know, fun, where will shadow go? So the Lord has to include the shadow. A brilliant statement. But then the conclusion derived from that, not so brilliant. He says, therefore, I cannot pray to a Lord who is shady. Yeah. <laughs> That's very false shot. You know, brilliant, very brilliant. And but he, has, but he cannot intuit it. And if he had a Vedanta teacher, he would have understood this, really. Because this is something that is to be gained from the teachings. You cannot arrive at Ishvara sitting logically, you know. 
it's like all all people are mortal socrates was a person and socrates was is therefore mortal you know you don't have to arrive at that logically this you know it's not like that and so that ishvara includes the shadow it's a brilliant understanding very brilliant because he all he dealt all his life was with the shadow and in a way he had ishvarized the shadow without even knowing it because he he looked deeply into the shadow of the inner psyche the whole concept of you know transference and counter transference and projection and inner child was very well known to him he took it to great heights this uh, you know field of psychology so since he dealt with the shadow and when he, even when he looked deeply into the shadow it's all knowledge really it's all light so he had lightened the shadow in his own work but then he said how can that be away from ishvara how can my own shadow be away from that and then but at the same time i cannot accept a god that has shadow therefore i am an atheist some conclusion there is a short form and you see that even in a slightly distorted way in karl marx and you read the uh, what is that the manuscripts of 1844 amazing really and you know and he, he he says all kinds of things all that is solid melts in the air all this is mithya all that you think is there and then he talks about the concept of uh, what does he call it species being that essential self which is not affected by anything he says that and then that which uh, the, you know so therefore one is not bound to so anything because one is free enough and he he quotes uh, you know like this he says one is free enough to fish during the day and go somewhere uh, you know in the afternoon and then do something else at night because that inner freedom is there but again no ishvara one pada you can somehow arrive at okay you are the observer but after that what do you do you know like trishanku you are hanging you know <laughs> keeping on observing everything you know when the the, the uh, you know through inquiry self inquiry you can only go so far and here also he went only this far but he had a raging authority issue he was anti authority and anti authority means you can never understand ishvara that itself became an impediment so that's why texts like these and the upanishads that reveal ishvara even though we like to say they reveal brahman there is no brahman without being ishvara somebody said oh you know one person wrote uh, i think that academic uh, what did they say he said i think that uh, adi shankara was confused <laughs> if adi shankara is confused you know good luck for the rest of us you know and why do you say adi shankara was confused adi shankara interchangeably uses brahman and ishvara and so therefore he was confused he was not confused he was trying to make a point this is what it is so those who say i want pure brahman they are not going to go the brahman that you have access to is happens to be in the form of ishvara no i don't like ishvara i want pure brahman so i'm going to wait till pralaya means till everything is resolved 
then I will know your problem. You yourself will be resolved. Okay? Yeah. You yourself will be resolved. You yourself will not be there to know your problem. <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to risk it. You know, it's like the elephant. You know, how did the elephant, uh, you know, get down from the tree? Yeah, it sat on a leaf and waited for the autumn to come. That, that's exactly how this quest of Brahman sounds. That's exactly how it is. Keep waiting. Yeah, it's like those astronomers who are who are uh, looking at the sky, but and then seeing that our neighbor neighboring galaxy called Andromeda, which is twice the size of uh, you know, poor Milky Way is fast advancing upon us. Fast means not that fast, you know. But, you know, in terms of celestial time, fast, fast advancing upon us. And then what, what happens when two galaxies meet? It is not very pretty because one devours the other. Any guesses which is the devourer? Andromeda. Why? Because it is Bada. This is, you know, the big fish will eat the small fish, big galaxy will eat the small galaxy. And then it happens where the, the nuclei of the two galaxies, the black holes first meet, not, not very pretty, so then it becomes a gigantic black hole, and then our galaxies has some arms, they don't know how many, and Andromeda also has some arms, they don't know how many, and then the two of them, there will be a chaotic, you know, fireworks there, and then finally all the arms just become one. So the question of the astronomers, the hypothetical question raised is, where should we sit to watch this show? <laughs> where is the best place? You know, first of all, they don't even know where, is the, where the solar system is going to be when this big chaotic you know, mingling happens and in that solar system, where is the sun? The earth is probably, you know, smaller. The sun itself is non-existent. The earth is smaller than non-existent and in the, smaller than a pixel. And then here, you know, where should we be? If we are too close to the black holes, you know, the two of them merging, we may be sucked in to the event horizon, you know, not a nice event. Okay, yeah. And... <laughs> And then, or if we are, but if we are too far away, we cannot see properly. So then they conclude the best dress circle seats are somewhere right in the middle. <laughs> because you are protected with the arms, with the fireworks from the arms flying around. And you are protected from the black hole. So can you engineer those seats? Not at all. So same thing, you know, we are waiting for this, you know, to come. It's not going to happen. Ishvara, the knowledge of Bhagavan has to be given. It is not something that is deduced because the nature of the deducer is Bhagavan. It is not something that is intuited because the intuitor is Bhagavan. It's not something that can be stumbled upon because the stumbler is Bhagavan. That's, that's what we have to understand. There is a kind of a contradiction. There is a Kartra Karma Virodha. There is a contradiction between the knower and the known, because the known happens to be the knower, nature of the knower. There's no difference between the knower and the known. You cannot both be the knower and the known, you know, except if the knower resolves. The pramata has to resolve. Resolve means get kicked out of the room, okay? Yeah, yeah. 
kicked out of the head. Pramata has to calm down and just say, okay, I give up my life for this knowledge. But the Pramata doesn't go down easily. Yeah. You know, there was one toy that was later declared unsafe. And uh, I saw it in somebody's house. It had that, uh, what is that? Some uh, sand and then some balloon. And kind of around, uh, at the bottom it was round. And you would hit it and it would come right back up. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You would hit it and then it would come back up. You don't see that nowadays. Maybe they found some fault with it. You would hit it again and it would, I mean, great for therapy for children. But you know. But it would always keep coming back, keep coming back, keep coming back with a vengeance. That is the novel. Because wants to always sitting in the head, sitting in a ivory tower throne. I am the knower, no one can touch me. And I'm going to categorize Brahman. You know, three three kinds of Brahman are, are available. Three kinds? Even one kind to know is difficult. <laughs> no, Shuddham Brahma, Nityam Brahma. <laughs> These are the kinds of Brahman. You know? So the mind is like that. And the knower uses the mind as a tool to know Brahman. This is, uh, I, I won't even say this is wrong, but uh, because it doesn't yield any results. You know, it's like, uh, it's like digging a stone in order to plant a tree. You drill the stone. And then you know, why are you doing this? I'm making a hole to hold some water. Why do you want to hold water in the hole in the stone? Because I'm going to plant a tree here nicely. And the little chips that have flown off the drill, I'm going to pack it on either side of this little sapling. You know, this is how futile it is. You know, that is all it is. Ayasa. Ayasa means when you feel suddenly exhausted. That's all it is. And you don't know why. Because you're trying to mentate all these things. The knower has to be dislodged. And the knower will not be dislodged. The knower goes down kicking and screaming. Except in the Vedanta class. Because <laughs> the teacher has inherited ways of snuffing out the knower. You know, without the knower knowing it. Ah, this is what it is. Like Gurvasa, you know, the Rishi. And Durvasa had a, apparently a, a, an eye on, a, on the sole of his foot, story tells us. He had an extra eye, an all-seeing eye. You know, I used to wonder what this is. This is Pramata. <laughs> yeah, this, this symbolizes the Pramata. So he has this all-seeing eye. And then, you know, and the Durvasa is, uh, you know, Durvasa is the one who is difficult to live with. And, <laughs> you know, because not easy, <laughs> you know, slightly difficult to live with. And so, uh, he had a temper. And, uh, you know, later I will address all this, this whole question which is forming in many minds at once I see. How come they are rishis and how come they have temper? How can they be called rishis? And in there. You know, so, so this Durvasa had a temper and the story goes that he one day went in, to Vaikuntha and kicked Lord Vishnu in the chest. Squarely, you know, kicked him. And then, you know, Lakshmi was there and Lakshmi knew about this uh, Magic eye in the sole of the foot. And what did she do? She tried to calm the temper down 
and instead of saying how dare you kick my husband what did she do she caught hold of his foot and said oh poor foot you must be hurting so much because you know you met with the chest of lord vishnu you must be so tired sit down let me massage your foot and you know in the excuse in the pretext of massaging the foot snuffed that all seeing eye out yeah. he didn't even know it he later he discovered it you know by that time it was too late and the eye was gone that power was lost the power here is the power of being separate from everything else the power of putting yourself as the knower of objects and then and try to know the subject in the same way as you knowing the object how is that possible the subject cannot be objectified the subject cannot be categorized the subject is not separate from you 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 know the subject is not the object object resolves into the subject subject is never the subject to objectification so how are you going to know so therefore the shastra is needed therefore you know the guru comes along for free because the shastra cannot be read again because the pramata is strictly in place as long as i am reading something ah me niche ro bitti i can i can i got this yeah parichara bitti like you can look up the yaskar dictionary you know <laughs> yaskar wrote a book called virukta first thesaurus of sanskrit First, there's always in any language, really, and uh, you know, I can look it up. I can do this. I can do that. And Adi Shankara cautions, Shastra Gyanpi, Swatantrena, Atma, Atma Anveshanam, Brahma Anveshanam, Nakuriyat. May one not do enquiry into the truth of oneself, into the truth of Brahman, even if you know Sanskrit, even if you know the Shastra. You may have studied some things, but still, go uh, go through the tried and tested way. they say not because you know this is a uh, ruse by the gurus to stay in power so that there is some occupation you know you have to justify the bhiksha that goes in regularly you know? <laughs> you know you have to sing for a living and you have to talk for a living and so therefore you know maybe this is a this is a kind of a thing made up by adi shankara and all the gurus to keep themselves occupied to keep themselves in circulation Correct, like the Nicharus and the Paricharas. You know, one is Apari Prajakasi. Both start start with Pari, and maybe this is the excuse. Yeah, to keep to keep keep at it. No, not really, because without this a guide and this aid, one is lost. Because one is always trying to objectify the very thing. Because the knower has to be knocked off, and. when you learn you know when you learn to handle the means of knowledge called the shabda pramana in which comes in the form of words what you inherit from the teacher is a you know is the ability to snuff out that pramata very lovingly without even the person knowing it so when the knower is knocked off the knowledge takes place so therefore you cannot deduce ishvara or you know try to arrive at ishvara and that is why so many western philosophers have failed have come right up to the end and then somehow failed there because and, and i don't can't you can't blame them because you know growing up in the west where the concept of god is stuffed pushed down the throat with a stick 
you know, this is this is this is him, and this and the person being talked to is a rishi. So baby Einstein, imagine, you know, baby Einstein taken to church. Baby Einstein means, you know, has got is on a par with somebody with at least one degree, you know. <laughs> so baby Einstein, toddler Einstein being taken to Sunday school and being told. You know, God is formless, aha, uh -huh. but occupies this place called heaven. How can the formulas occupy space? Baby Einstein would have asked, shut up, you just have to believe. You know, formless, how can it be a he? No, it is a he. Can it never be a she? What happened to her? You know, died in uh, Jagat birth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this all this doesn't make any sense. And so therefore, you know, this this is something that is revealed by the Shastra alone. And uh, you know that's why the, the this whole section I consider you know, very very beautiful because the shastra here is revealing Bhagavan uh, that 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 the shadow is included but that which transcends the shadow the truth of Bhagavan is neither good nor bad look at you know remember the Kathopanishad anyatra dharmat anyatra adharma neither dharma nor adharma you know. Beyond that, and that which is beyond is not beyond my understanding. It is beyond my understanding on my own because I'm trying the impossible. So, but it is not beyond the understanding if I am instructed. It's not beyond instruction and assimilation, and that is what needs to happen. And then what? So these are the. This is how to understand the jighamsat. Jighamsat means what? The terrorist. Jighamsat, you know, and then the Srika, the one who is holding the, who, who kills first and then talks later. Yeah. Asimadhyo. Asimadhyaha, he also means the sword holder, you know. And then, Naktancharadhyaha, Prakrintanam, Pataye Namaha. Asimadhyaha, all kinds of sword bearers, people who are carrying swords, meaning they, you know, they are they are very firm firm believers of the second uh, amendment <laughs> and <laughs> you know they and they granted by the constitution and so the right to the right to bear arms correct yeah and they don't mean wearing sleeveless that's not the right to bear arms <laughs> <you know? laughs> that's not the right to bear arms yeah the right to bear arms means are Armaments. Arms is a very short way of saying ammunition, armaments. And by calling it arms, you're, you're, you're deluding yourself into saying that the gun is on the sword, whatever I'm wanting to carry is an extension of myself. Because it's my arm. Ah, terrible. So terrible andhyas are going on right there. And in the convention that's going on right now, I believe. Tennis balls and golf balls are banned, but you can bring in guns. <laughs> How? Why? Don't ask. It's outside the scope of this class. And <laughs> so then you know. So asimadhyaha means the the carriers of these kinds of swords, and this is the nice favorite naktancharabhyaha, the nocturnal ones. Yeah. They they sleep during the day. And they are, you know, alive, well, and active at night. 
Oh, but that describes a teenager at home. No, 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 no. <laughs> we are not talking of the teenager at home into video games or whatever they are doing over the internet. We are talking of, you know, the one who is outside waiting with a net. Yeah, that is the one. So, Rattancharaha, all kinds of nefarious deeds are done under the cover of night because you don't want to be caught. All robberies happen at night. You know, even though there is a term called daylight robbery, you know, <laughs> seldom does it happen during, that's why we call it daylight robbery because it's as incredulous as that. Robbery means it should be, everybody should be sleeping, you know, because fewer things to deal with and uh, fewer, you know, people looking. And then, you know, the Naktamchara is very happy, moves around in the night and then catches the prey and then goes back to his or her own home. So, Asimadhyaha, Naktamcharadhyaha, Prakrintana, Prakrintaha, Prakrintaha means the Prakarshena Krintati, you know, the one who cuts the throat and then talks what they want. So, first kills and then steals. You know, there are people who first steal and then if they absolutely have to, you know, because you start screaming, then only they will, you know, consider the killing. Because the person starts, he's not going to keep quiet. The person yells, thief, thief. I'm being burgled, I'm going to call 911. So to stop the person from calling 911, somebody may kill. And that is one kind of set of, uh, you know, these unsavory beings. And then the other set is what? They, they just kill first and then they will steal afterwards because nothing is in the way. Yeah, you don't have to worry whether to kill or not. You already kill. And then slowly you can, you know, you can take your time, you know, choosing what you want to take from the house because the inhabitants have been taken out. And so you, you can just choose your time, you know, whatever you want. You, are, you know, this is the kind of a ruthless robber. And so, prakrintanam pataye namaha. And so, pataye means the ones, even if they, this kind of a person, you know, atones, there is redemption. There is redemption because we don't say you are a sinner. Because the jiva is free of all afflictions, all papa. And the, the one who recognizes this and atones, that redemption is there because Bhagavan is the great Sahamana, the condoner, the forgiver of all these actions. And uh, so therefore, the Patihi means that this is what is uh, is to be understood. Nama Ushnishine Girijaraya Kulunjanam Pataye Namaha. Two more kinds of robbers. You know, <laughs> yeah, there is no end to them. And, uh, you know, Ushnisha means turban. Ushnishin means the wearer of the turban. Who wears turbans? In the rural areas of India, you see them wearing turbans. And actually in rural Africa also you see chiefs, chieftains wearing turbans. And in India also these, uh, what are they called? Zamindars wear turbans. It's a status symbol. So in under the cover of that status, what is happening? You know, lot of atrocities. So you lease the land to some hapless, uh, you know, some kind of a serf, modern day serf. 
not the one surfing the internet, okay? Yeah. So the mod S E R S, some kind of a person who is uh, can't uh, can't afford to buy the land. So they till the land and then you take away everything from them. You know they can't even live off of this, and then you they don't have any rights, and when you don't want them, you boot them out of the land. And there may be a few small landowners all already there on the border of your land, and suddenly they you decide under the cover of night, since it follows Natanchara, you know that if your boundary line includes their small five acres, two acres, whatever they have. And then these Ushnishins, you know, also what do they do? They they encroach over the common lands which were there for grazing. You know, this happened in England, this happened everywhere. In France, all the common lands which were meant, nobody had any right to them because it belonged to everybody. It was a place for people to bring the animals. It was a place to collect firewood. It was a place to, you know, collect some herbs. It was common for everybody. And these Ushnishins came and encroached everybody and put us on those things and put a stamp on them. Same thing has happened to all the temple lands in India. The temple lands were made to Bhagavan, made out to Bhagavan. And were put in the safekeeping of the deity, the presiding deity of that temple. But then, you know, there was a lot of encroachment. And now they are trying, especially in Telangana, to take those lands back. Good luck. You know, this is what it is. And uh, so, these are called Ushnishinas, you know. And then, Girijaras. Girijaras means these uh, people who have mountain rights. They own the mountain. And they don't let anybody, all the poor gwalas in the cowherds, sheep herds, whoever shepherds who come, they are ousted away. No, 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 this is all ours. How? Because we said so. Those kinds of land-based atrocities happening under the guise of a nice turban, a status, you know, called landlord. And then what? You know, <laughs> you know actually a robber. So, Ushnishine Girijaraya Tuluncha Nam Pataye Nama. Tuluncha is, uh, you know, Kum. Kum is, is uh, who is Bhumi? You know, Kum, Tuluncha-ti. Tuluncha-ti means the one who uh, usurps the lands. And again, they, you know, Vividhaha, you know, they, they, they come under twofold categories, the twofold types, two types. And what are they? One is, you know, in the city. In the city, there is a lot of encroachment, like these big businesses, they keep shifting their boundaries and uh, buying up small things for, for a pittance. And then, you know, strong arming their way through, through everything. Because I want to build a factory here, but you are in the way. Just give 5 rupees or 10 rupees and get, you know, 100 rupees, get, get rid of them. And the land, of course, will be worth so much. No, I'll go to court. Good luck. Your great-grandchild will get justice. No problem because the Indian courts are all clogged up for, you know, for several janmas backlog we are dealing with in the Indian courts. So nobody goes to court. Nobody wants to court the court. Ah. So, this is, so this is one type. And the other type which we talked about is Grame in the, in the village also. Same thing happens. The chieftain's house takes up more and more land. And the chieftain's farm takes up more and more acreage, and the and the this and the poor ones are disenfranchised from their rights to the land. And then we have another kind of robber, Mushnagam. You know, this Mushna, this 
this particular robber is the one who doesn't do anything, doesn't have land, doesn't, is not a farmer, but is watching your crops carefully. And the day you say, tomorrow I'm going to harvest them, tonight itself the harvest is done for free. <laughs> yeah, your tree is full of mangoes and you say, aha, I'll go to bed and tomorrow you're going to harvest it. Next day, nothing. Yeah, everything is gone. So unto the Lord who manifests in the form of these kinds of difficult uh, people to deal with. And who is the Lord of them all, meaning in them we are, you know, we are encouraged to see Bhagavan and see Ishvara in all of them. Unto them a big Namaha from all of us. <laughs> Om Purnamadas Purnamadas Purnamadachate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamivashushyate Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Yodamaha Hari Om